they, they had a second comment, same person. He goes, okay, maybe I went a little extra with that last part. <laughs> but, he but was I, hitting the keyboard hard. <laughs> something fired him up. He remembers a specific scenario. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host, Erica. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. It has been a few days of some crappy weather, but how are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I had, uh, it's been a, a, honestly, a rough couple of weeks with work and just a lot of stuff going on, and I've been in the office more than I usually am, which kind of throws off my whole routine. Work has been very, very busy. I also launched my group coaching program this past week, which has been taking up a lot of time behind the scenes. I'm excited though. It seems pretty cool. I'm really excited about it. It's just been like, it's a lot of work to, especially just the very first time, obviously you have to like create all the content from scratch. And so spending a lot of time with Simran, who's the person that I'm creating it with and co-launching it with. Um, but that's one of the reasons why I haven't been pushing out as much content as usual is because I have been very hard at work behind the scenes on that. So it's definitely like a an exhale moment to finally have it like out there in the world. Yeah. Well, there you go. I'm proud of you. It's not easy to put oh, yourself out you. there in ways like that, you know? I appreciate you. Yeah. You do that like every week. Yeah. I mean, it, so it's funny. I was talking to you today about the Brene Brown on Netflix show mm-hmm. about yeah. the man in the arena theory yeah. that she talks about. And I reached out to some personal guy friends for this episode for things that they wish women knew and specifically hit up like men in relationships. Yeah. One of them also referenced the in the arena (laughs) theory, but it was so interesting to hear his focus from that whole special was about like the masculinity part. And of course, like what I took away from it was like more being in the public eye and like putting out content and things like that. And the idea of that whole theory she talks about is like, if you're not in the arena, like remind me exactly what she says. So it's basically a lot of people that criticize are not people that are doing the same things that you're doing. So whatever Ah, you do in life, right? Like I'm not a dentist. So if I'm criticizing a dentist, it's like, do you really even know what this is like to be this, do this, have this job, whatever. And since watching that, it's been like even more obvious to me when I'm talking to people about like one, being freelance or two, doing comedy and people you talk to that have done similar things of putting themselves out there are always the most supportive because they know what it's like to be in the arena. And the people that are so quick to criticize are always people that have never done the same things or taken the same risks and like put themselves out there in that same way. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that to me today when we were talking because my like co-founder of the program mentioned the same thing because I think it was originally a Teddy Roosevelt quote like from yeah. a speech that he did and then um, Brene Brown talked about it. But it's interesting. I'm excited to get into what your friend said as it relates to like what he wished women knew. But like there is just like a larger stepping into somebody's shoes aspect of it of like mm-hmm. you've, if you've never been in those particular shoes, it's like tough to criticize or like remembering that you've never been in those shoes. Yeah. And I think as a society, like we look at certain careers or certain jobs or certain things and we assume it's very easy to do that. 
Mm. as opposed to other careers where it's like people, I use dentists as an example, but like, I think in general, people are less likely to critique a doctor because their first thought is like, well, I could never do that or become a doctor or maybe I wasn't good at science, whatever it is. But then something like I'm posting a joke online, everybody has something to say and thinks like, "Mm, you're not really funny. I'm funny. And I'm like, then do it. Then get in the arena and do it. Yeah. Feel free to be funny. No one's stopping you. Yeah, right. Go. Feel free to post your own funny videos, you know? Feel free. You'll see how hard it is if you actually tried to do it. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, I do have a little uh, fun story for the listeners. Um, I got a text from my mom the other night, or the other day, being like, oh, I took two of your sleep gummies last night, and I slept straight through the night better than oh. I ever have in a long time. Slept like nine hours straight. But to be honest, I got a little nervous because I was like, did you actually take the CBD sleep gummies or did you go into my drawer and take maybe something else I have? Oh, dear. And so I was like, oh, the melatonin ones, they're purple, right? Like I just <laughs> just kind of easily was like, they, the purple gummies, right? That's what you're talking about? Please say that. Um, Please say it. <laughs> yeah. And then she sent me a picture and she was like, yeah, I bought them. You always talk about them on the show. And you're right. They work so great. And I was relieved, first of all. Amazing. And Sunset Lake has a new fan, it sounds like. A new fan. Yeah. It's it's good for moms. Tell your moms, all right? If your mom's like mine, she, works up, she wakes up at 2, 3 in the morning every night. I don't know if it's out of, you know, anxiety, worrying about me or whatever it is that moms do. But uh, if your mom's like me, t- tell her about these melatonin gummies, you know, and make sure you're... Other gummies are well hidden where they can't find them. (laughs) No, I love that. And if our listeners haven't tried it out, they can go to sunsetlakecbd.com. We have a promo code, FMH20. It'll get you 20% off everything on their website, and you can use it as many times as you want. So go forth. Get your gummies. Go forth. It's family friendly. Sunsetlakecbd.com. All right. (laughs) So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months. And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And also it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, zero percent alcohol. So just a nice, nice little flavorful drink. That is a little little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the Recess Watermelon Mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feel it all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the Recess Ginger Lime Mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious, and you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH, so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Uh. So last week, you had told the listeners about a little encounter that you had with the drummer. uh, Yes, I was very excited. I was approached in real life. How fun. How Uh, fun. And it reminded me of days in therapy where you say, I never get approached. And they always say, never say never, because it's not true to say never, right? Right. Uh, so I was like, okay, can't say never anymore. It happened. Here we are. Yeah. So I ended up going to his show with my good friend, Talia. 
Um, I texted him ahead of time asking like, how much do you play versus like hang out to make sure, you know, I wasn't bringing a friend and he'd be like, Oh, I'm, I only do like two songs. And I thought, right. We thought we were going to hang out. Yeah. So I told him I was coming and asked the question and said, great, I'll bring a friend, you know, see you there. Perfect. So I get to the show. There was a cover that I did not know about. I don't know if he was getting paid specifically. I would like to think so, but it also was like a tribute night to somebody who had passed away in the music industry. Oh, okay. So I don't know if it was like, there's a cover, it's going towards a thing. I had the show flyer, but the show flyer had none of that information. So that's weird too, that a show flyer wouldn't say you have to pay to be here. Little weird, but I'm assuming the drummer was not also the graphic designer of the event, you know? Like how hey, dare he made the move. Yeah, right. Like he made the move, he gave me the flyer. Like he's trying he's he's putting in some work, okay? It's not like it was zero yeah. work. Do I wish I knew about the cover? Yeah, right. Uh, but I was fortunate I had cash on me because it yeah, was also I'm, cash only. That's I'm more, more annoyed about it. Annoying. I'm more annoyed about it based on where the story's going. <laughs> well because so. you and the Patreon already <laughs> knows. Um I get to the venue. He is currently on stage playing for like two songs. Mm-hmm. And then he comes off stage and walks by me. And I would first was like, oh, oh, I don't think he saw me. Right. So then he walked by me again. I was like, oh, I'm not sure what's happening. Yeah. So then I saw him standing by the bar and I was like, I'll just text him. Hey, are you by the bar? AKA, I already know you're by the bar, but whatever, right? I text him, I don't get anything. And then he goes back on stage, plays another song or two, comes off stage, then is like saying hello, giving daps to like two men that are only like one or two feet from me. So then I'm like, I'll just like stare at him and wait till he's done to then just be like, hey, you know, great playing, whatever, something. Because I'm giving benefit of the doubt. I'm like, maybe he didn't see me. Daps up the two people. I like take a step to say hi. Immediately he's walking around them uh, uh, to the back. I I don't know what happened. So when that time happened, I look at Talia and our mouths are just on the floor. Like, I don't know what's happening. I feel like there's no way he did not see me. I'm not sure what to do. It's so weird because like, if I were in your situation, I would have felt really awkward, like actively being like, hi, hello, because obviously he yeah. knows the people that are there. He's like in with the group. Now I'm like, if he wasn't actively looking for me to be there, I'm like, does he want me here? Like, does he remember that he invited me and I said I was coming? Like, it is so weird to me that you would invite someone to something and then mm-hmm. not be like actively looking out for them. Yeah. And you know me, I'm not shy at all about approaching people. No. And striking up convos with people I don't know. And then suddenly I was like timid and embarrassed and just confused. And all of a sudden I was in my head like, this person invited me, but now I feel like they do not want to speak to me. And I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah. So I I had to consult Talia. I was like, thank God I brought a friend. So I consulted Talia and I was like, how much do we think he saw me versus not saw me? She's like, that time I swear he had to see you. So I don't know what's happening. And also, on the theory, let's say this theory, he invites women all the time to his shows. Overall, the number of women at the show was not nearly a high number, okay? Right. And so it's not like there's all these other women that he invited that have showed up. I'd say there's maybe 10 women 
and maybe 30 men. Eight of the women are like paired off with like whoever they're there with as yeah. a date. They're very cuddly. It's like a smooth jazz. Like people are vibing. Yeah. It does not seem like there are all these single women around. Okay. So groupies. <laughs> yeah. So I also was like, all right, the women in the room, there's not that many of us that seem to be somewhat available or whatever, not here with a date. So I see him uh, then standing by himself near a table and it looks like he might be like rolling a blunt or something. So I'm like, all right, well, he's going to be there a couple minutes. It's not something that happens that quick. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, all right, my last effort, I'll go just to say hello. So I'm walking towards him and his back isn't to me. It's like a side view, but I'm like, I swear you could see a peripheral at least of me coming. Yeah. I get within like two feet again. All of a sudden he like darts away. To then I, go up and play. So I was like, okay. I don't know. I turned to Talia and she just shrugged. She's like, I don't know what the hell's happening. I'm like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So I was like, all right, well, we tried. Let's wrap it up. Let's like go to a bar or something and just catch up, hang out, us two. Yeah. Um, so we leave. And I was like, you know what? I'll just send one more text to basically be like, hey, I was there. So I sent him another text that just said, hey, uh, you walked by me like five times, dot, dot, dot. So I have my good fun night with Talia. So shout out to Blind Tiger. It's in the West Village. It's uh, mostly beer, but they have a few cocktails and other drinks. So we're hanging there, and then we head home. Then I'm home, I'm chilling with my little, new little dog friend, and all of a sudden I get a call from the drummer. And I remember debating answering it, and I was like, I don't want to answer it. He leaves me a voicemail, and in the voicemail he says, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I didn't see you, I had my phone on, do not disturb, is the voicemail. He's like, please call me back when you get this. I forgot to include this, but in between the times he walked by me, I saw him filming with his phone by the stage. Yeah, the story is So I'm like, you you had a phone in your hand. The do not disturb could add up if the texts don't pop up. Yeah, mine, mine like, don't even, like, I don't even see the notification if I have yes. my Do Not Disturb on. But, like, still, the the fact remains that he invited you to this event, and then yeah. you told him you were coming, and he made, like, absolutely no effort to, like, look for you or anything. Well, at my core, I was like, I, I, I'm trusting my instincts, and I'm like, you saw me. There is no way I, you did I, not I think see you me. did, too. Yeah, right? I think you did, So, too. but then the bad thing is with this phone excuse, I get that excuse in the email. I mean, sorry, voicemail, Jesus Christ. Then he texts me like a little paragraph being like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I swear on my life. I, I like wouldn't invite someone somewhere and not say hello. Like all these big things. Oh. But then the story of the phone changes. All of a sudden he says, I didn't have my phone on me. Well, which one is it? Which one is it? Okay. This is the thing about lying. If you're going to lie, you got to lie well and stick to whatever your story yeah. is. Too many Don't details. Too many change details. It. Too many. And also, this might be nitpicky, but there's something to over-apologizing frantically. And I was getting paragraphs, 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 numerous phone calls, numerous texts that I was like, "This this is way too much. It's way too much. And then the story changed again with the phone. I think the other one was, I wasn't checking my phone. It's like, first it was on Do Not Disturb. Then it was, I didn't have it on me. Then it was, I'm not checking it. It's like, okay. The next day, he called me a few more times. And I just then was like, okay, I need to just send a response to just end it. And I basically said like, hey, we don't got to discuss it. No hard feelings. Like, 
all good, but best of luck and please stop calling me. Please do not call me anymore. Yeah. And then he asked me to clarify what the best of luck meant, if that meant to not contact me anymore, or he could make it up to me. The thing, the thing right after best of luck was please stop calling. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I just was like, ah. Uh. And so I clarified a second time. I was like, yeah, like it's all good, but no, no need, no need to talk anymore. Like, and, and thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. And then he finally just stopped. So I was like, well, that's that, I guess. I don't know how to wrap that story, but, um. To me, it's like giving me, I mean, obviously we, we, you know, we know you have nothing to be mortified about, but like, I can really relate to that feeling. Like, I know I would have felt the same way. And it's like, honestly brings me back to like high school. Yeah. I was like, I wasn't sitting there being like, oh, I'm so special, but no, of course. But that's like the mortified feeling I was feeling was like the times I put myself in scenarios being like, yeah, no, no, I'll just happen to be there the place I heard them talk to their friend about that they were going to, that I was not invited. I just overheard. And then I pretend like I just had the same plans and I did not at all. Like that is the feeling I had at the event. But I was like, I was invited. I was invited, I was invited this invited time. This I was invited this I... time. I'm not stalking the drummer. The drummer invited me. The drummer invited me. He invited me. I'm not stalking you. I'm not, this is not me making a move. You made the move first. You know, like all of a sudden I was like, what is this? Um, <laughs> uh, I actually do have an in-person story that happened to me yesterday. Oh, shit. I'm, I'm on a little bit of a roll. My in-person look at I don't know, energy thing. I know. And uh, I was down, I'm down the shore when I'm here in New York. And it was like rainy days for whatever days. And I was like, I just want to like get out of the house. And I didn't feel like mm-hmm. cooking. So I was like, I'm just going to go get a burger at this great burger spot. And it has this big like rectangle bar where it's all okay. four sides. You can just find a seat, pull up, sit down. So I've gone before and like, most locals go and a lot of times it's honestly like an older crowd so it's just like really friendly usually couples or whatever yeah hanging out so like the last time i went there i ended up getting a bite of a guy's brownie sunday that was pretty cool hell yeah (laughs) people are just friendly as hell i'm like all right i'll come back here so i go and i'm sitting there and a guy that seems about my age sits kind of near me at the corner Mm -hmm. and i hear him order a water but he had an accent that sounded like water like i think that's like south philly and I heard it. Oh, yeah, like, like water. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, sounds like Philly. And I thought about saying that, and I actually didn't because I was like, no makeup, hair a mess, like old sweatshirt chilling. And I got in my head where I was like, uh, I don't know. I'll just sit here. Yeah. So then I was sitting there. I was like eating my food, hanging out. And I don't know. He said something like, oh, I need a menu. And I had one. So I was just like, oh, here. And then. When he was ordering, he was like, I got my burger. And he's like, How, how's your burger? Is it good? And then the burger grill Great is right opener. in the, right? But the burger grill is right in the middle of the bar. So you see it. And this is, this just ties into like my food anxiety and whatever systems I have. Food OCD, let's call it. So I kept catching all the workers, like watching the TVs because of all the games that were on. Yeah. And I actually started being like, Okay, my burger's been sitting there a long time, and I ordered it medium rare, and I feel like it's not going to be medium rare. But also in my head, I was like, I would never say that, though. I just will eat the burger. I'm, that's my personality. I'd just be like, I'm not, I'm not going to yeah. wait for another burger. I'm hungry. It's fine. I'll live. So when he's like, how's your burger? I just vent that. I go, to be honest with you, I was watching it on the grill a really long time. I feel like it might not be medium rare, and now I'm nervous to cut into it. And then, <laughs> and then he goes, 
I saw that burger sitting there for a while. (laughs) So he also had anxiety about your burger. Well, he was more like, I kept seeing the burger being like, damn, that burger looks good. And then I thought the same thing, but I was like, it's been there a while though. And I was like, right, right. So he was like, cut it open, see what it is. I was like, okay. And I cut it in half and it it was perfectly medium rare. So I go, all right, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. All right. My bad. My bad. Didn't mean to step on your expertise. Yeah. But then we just were talking and he turns out he's like born and raised here from here. Um, And so I said, I'm like, last time I was here, I didn't get a burger. I saw the burgers. So the next time I wanted a burger, I was like, I'll come here. And he was like, this is one of the best spots for burgers, but there's another better spot. And I'm like, where? And we just start talking. Restaurants, all the stuff, whatever. Then um, eventually he moves next to me. Oh. We're just like chatting. And he just goes, oh, he goes, I hate the corner seat. He's in the seat next to me opened. He's like, do you mind if I sit next to you? I was like, no, not at all. Because we were talking about whatever. So I'm like, okay. Amazing. And then he's like, what do you do? I was like, I'm actually a comedian. Like, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no way. He's like, who's your favorite comics? I love comedy. Like, blah, blah, blah. So we're just like vibing. But even the whole time I was like, I don't know if this is like a flirty vibe. Yeah. Or just a friendly person. That that is the tricky thing about in person. Like on a dating app, it's like very clear why we're there. In person is so much murkier. Yeah. And to be honest, like it's not that I'm not a confident person, but like when you basically left the house being like, I look like shit, I don't care. And then this happens, you're sitting there like, okay, I, I, it makes me like in my head where I'm like, it's not that I look bad without makeup. I don't think that, but you're just like, why didn't you just put on a little under eye concealer, Erica? Just a little bit, just a little bit, you know, to brighten your face a little, you know, like you suddenly get in your head where you're like, yeah, I'm are bad. they attracted to me or are they not? Right. And I'm not saying they should or shouldn't be whatever. Just, I was in my own head a little where I was like, yeah, I can't tell the vibe. And also he just seemed very friendly. So I was like, he might just be a friendly guy. Like he knew a couple of the other people that were there. So I'm like, you've lived here. I don't know. Right. And then of course I was saying, I'm now living down here. I used to live in the city, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then, though, he makes the move to get my number. Oh. He was like, oh, I'd love to, like, come to a show or, like, what, like hang out sometime or whatever. So he's like, do you mind if I get your number? I was like, no, not at all. I'll give him my number. He texts me. I'm like, okay, I got my number. He moved next to me. Like, the whole time you're playing a points game in your head, like, column for dating. These moves. Column for <laughs> just friendship. These moves. You know? Like, where you're like. Were there, was there anything in the column for just friendship, though? Doesn't sound like it so far. There, oh, crap. There was one thing, but now I'm forgetting. Okay. I brought up golfing because I'm getting into golf. Oh, yeah. And I asked him, like, do you golf? And he said, not really. I'm supposed to be getting into it. And I was like, what do you mean? Okay. And he's like, it's a good networking thing. And also we have, like, some great courses and whatever down here. Yeah. So I said, oh, do you know any good places to, like, take a lesson? I'm also getting into it. I'm a new golfer. I want to just, like, take some lessons. And he was like, me too. He's like, I've heard this driving range. It's like really good. And you can pay someone just for an hour to like drive balls with you and work on your swing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it sounds great. Blah, blah. Um, and that like, but then again, I'm like, is that a friend vibe? I was like, oh, I was like, well, if you'd want to like take a lesson with me, like I'm down. I'm like, I'm, I said, I don't really know that many people down here that are like my age. Like I have family yeah. down here, but not really like friends that live down here. And then he was like, wait, you do comedy. Do you know? And he said the name of a comic that's family is down there and i do know uh-huh. her i was like oh my god you know like i was like oh no i do know yeah. her i had no idea she came down here he's like yeah blah blah but like it was like yeah we should golf sometimes like yeah we should golf sometime um but there was like parts of the conversation that were stuff like um 
like especially with the comedy he was like that's so cool you do that like keep doing it like best to you like all this stuff and then he picked up they put your little like bill in like a glass in front of you Mm -hmm. as you add things on so he grabbed my tab he was like this is on me he's like thanks for the entertainment like i had not in a negative way he was like thanks for the entertainment Uh, i had so much fun talking to you like having a good time that's so nice yeah i was like oh you don't have to do that he's like no no he's like it's on me so i'm like oh well thank you and that i think was the biggest thing i was like I can't tell if this is friendly or a move. I don't feel like a lot of men do that in a friendly capacity. Right? At least, especially a guy around your age. Does that make sense? Yeah, it would be different if he were older. That that is a move I think that older men do. Yeah, because that was the guy that gave me a bite of the brownie sundae was an older gentleman. We were just we were just having a fun time. He was, you know, sneaking a brownie sundae away from his wife, and he was ordering it, wanting it half the size because they're big. And I was like, "How big are they?" And he's like, "You want a bite?" I was like, "Yeah." (laughs) So. <laughs> like you know but that totally wasn't a flirty vibe and also that man didn't pay my tab but you know what i mean yeah um, no I, I that does not sound like a friendly thing to me yeah i think it's more right i think i just was yes. in my head because i was like not even in regular street clothes i was just like oh we i rolled in from like a day of baking and chilling happens. on the couch as you they know? say as i say yeah hey but um yeah when he left he gave me like a brief hug, like great to meet you, blah blah. And I was like, Yeah, let's do golfing. He's like, Let's golf. Have you been and talking? He left. We have not uh texted since. Okay. And I did actually I, at one point in the conversation I said something like, Oh, do you go back to work tomorrow because it's a Jewish holiday? And he yeah. was like, Yeah, I have work, like I'll be in the office like eight AM. We're not off. Um because I and then I said something like, Oh, usually Mondays are a night off for me from comedy. So I like ah just kind of trying to be like, oh, during the week, I'm usually free slash I'm down here all week. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> um, and also, I made the plan golfing thinking the rain would stop and it hasn't stopped. So I can't follow up on golfing. Like, so it's still pouring. Want to golf? Want to golf? Want to golf? And we'll really become good players. We could play in this, you know, or something. You know, something stupid. I don't know. Anyway. But I was like, oh, all right. And also, honestly, obviously, I think the man is cute. Uh, but also I was like, if it ends up just being a friendship thing, I'm not mad at that either. I really don't know many no. people down here and he knows a lot of people. So I'm like, well, Hey, maybe I'll have some people to hang out with when I'm down here, especially in the summer. A lot of people that have like summer homes here, you know, obviously aren't around, but he lives here year round. So I'm like, Oh, all right. If I did just make a new friend, not a bad friend to have, you know? Well, I love that regardless. I feel like you could text him and say something joking about golf. They're like, oh, it looks like golf's not in the cards for us for a while. But like, how about and like suggest something else. You could even I suggest could, you yeah. get burgers at that other place he talked about. True. I could. I could. I think I'm a, I'm just a little like, let me give it a minute. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah that's, also, uh, that's also fair. You know, I'm like, you met him yesterday. Don't panic. <laughs> Everybody be calm. <laughs> Everybody be calm. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I haven't had a, a nickname in my head yet, but I'll, I'll, I'll come up with something eventually, but, uh, it was very nice. It was just, it was one of those. I was like, man, I'm happy. I just came out, you know? Yeah. I almost did like take out and I was like, ah, I'll just go sit at the bar. Why not? Hang out, I love that. watch football that I'm not even a fan of. Just hang. So, hey, there you go. Go watch football well, at a bar. That's my tip that, for everybody listening. It, well, it's funny that you say that because I was actually going to mention that I'm excited for football season. One, I mean, I, I like football, so like I just enjoy watching it. But also, 
it is a very easy place to find bars that have a high concentration of men. On a yeah, Sunday and it's afternoon. also more of a day hang too, which can be nice. Yeah. Um, I already have my October, my two October things are already set. So that's great. Everything else I've, is, a, I've is not gravy. Hit, I have not hit anything for my quota. I'm very sorry. I'm trying. It's okay. I forgive you. Does the drummer you're, one You're count? just doing my challenge too. It's fine. I'm like, does um, the drummer count? I had a fun night, even though that was a disaster with him. I had a fun night with my fair. friend. I'm like, that's can fair. I count? <laughs> but he's not from a dating app. Oh, yeah, I forgot it had to be dating. Ah, well, I'm not going to deny the people in real life, Allie, all right? I'm <laughs> no, on a swing. You, and nor should you. I'm nor on a swing. You. I'm going I'm to continue continue roping these guys in. I'm going to go to nor that bar should you. every Sunday and find a new look. Um, so I already I have my two October things. I've got like a speed dating thing, and then there's like another mixer that a friend invited me to. Um, and I have a first – but actual dates. I actually have a first date this week from Bumble. Oh, Nice. So looking forward to that. And he was very much like, he he basically, so we first matched Labor Day maybe? Like a while oh, ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he actually, I had messaged him and he wrote back and he was like, he said something. We went back and forth a couple of times and he was like, I'm actually headed out of town for, I think it was two weeks or something like that. And he's like, but I would love to like follow up with you when I get back, like, if that's okay, et cetera. And I was like, yeah, of course, like, have a great trip, whatever. Forgot about it. Also was kind of not expecting him to actually follow up. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, a couple days ago, I got a message being like, hey, I'm back in town. You know, I, I would still love to go out. And then he just immediately said, like, are you free? And he gave me two night options. I love it. There we go. Same. So, so I was happened. free on one of the options. So I picked one of them. And then he was like, he's like, okay, I'll let you know a time and place. But also he, so one of the conversations that we had is he's fairly new to Brooklyn from Manhattan. He's lived in the city for a while, but he's like Mm -hmm. a a Brooklyn newbie. Um, And so he said, he's like, he's like, I'll let you know the time and place unless you have a favorite spot. And I'm like, happy to check that out too. So, and I said, no, I trust your decision-making. So yeah, he's just going to handle it all, which I love. I love that. Love the energy. The follow-up. I really do love the energy. The reminder, because these Bumble it. men can be real lazy, real easily. Because my, my yeah. current peeve with Bumble is asking a question that gets ignored entirely in my opener. Mm. Like one guy had, uh, I'm a coffee addict, caps. So I said, hey, whatever. What's your favorite spot to grab a coffee in New York? Easy fucking uh. question. He replies, I drink my coffee black. Uh, and I just, yeah, you like look over your shoulder like, I don't, is that? Um, Did someone else ask that question? Yeah. like uh, And then I just go, <laughs> yes, but where, where? Do you, where do you like to drink that black coffee? <laughs> and then you feel like a loser being like, do I even clarify this question? Like, <laughs> and there was, there was another one. I, I was just sending everyone like, hey, um. You know, how are you spending this rainy day? Mm-hmm. Perfect for like a rainy day weekend. And this Great. guy just came back like, I actually do really well in the rain. Oh. How are you? I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, I actually enjoy the really rain well? vibes. What do you give me yeah. the examples? What are you up to? Uh, oh I was gosh. just like, oh, okay. All right. And, I don't, and I'm not saying I'm asking like amazing questions and I'm the banter queen or anything. But I just, it just you just sit there like it's. 
you read it. It's right there. It's right there. It's the question's right there. Just answer that. It's right. You know? It's right. Oh my god. Because we've all been there in person. We were like, "Hey, good you," and they're like, "I didn't. I didn't ask you anything yet." You're like, "I. My brain was just on autopilot. I don't know." But I yeah. Was like, so yeah. Back. So far, good vibes from this guy. And then the stout and I are discussing a second date, but it's likely going to be like three weeks after our first date. At this point. So you did, I assume, initiate asking for the second date. So I actually didn't because he texted me while we were recording last week about the second date. Like while you and I were having the conversation about the fact that I should probably do it, he did it. Right in the middle of it. He was like, yeah, Yeah. there it is. Okay. So, so he did, but in that same text, he also, he like hasn't been feeling well. And then he's going on a trip, um, which we had talked about on our first date. And now he's on that trip. Oh, all right. So just unfortunate timing. Yeah. But we're already like, we have a date in place for when he gets back. It's just in the future. <laughs> It'll be like over three weeks after our first date. Oh, maybe maybe you'll have more luck on the momentum. Second date. Second date around. Second time around. Maybe. Uh, maybe. I'm great but at science. I, you know me. I am still planning on planning the date. So he reached out and basically like confirmed that I still wanted to go out again. Let me know that, you know, that he wasn't feeling well and, and also that he was going on this trip. And then was asking like when I'm free the week that he's back. And we've decided on the date. But I am going to offer to pick a spot because I did say specifically that I was going to do that. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah. So then I'll have first date. I don't have a nickname for that guy yet. And the second date with the stout. And that's where I'm at. I love it. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Good combo of in real life and apps. The yeah, app part I'd... being mainly pulled by Allie. But you know what? I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Which is like the, the opposite. The men I'm talking it's just... to. It's just the men so I'm talking funny to that can't I'm read. on this like... IRL challenge and you're on this app challenge and we are having we are like having the opposite success which is fine at least we're having well you know what that is the one thing that I used to say I did like about apps is it would make me open my eyes more in public because it would just make dating a little bit more on my mind yeah that makes make me scan the room for a second you know where the other times you're just I don't know hustling around too cram doing stuff I don't know yeah so I get that it's having some effect, all right? I might fail the challenge, but hey, I might have a date. <laughs> so. You know, the point of the can challenge is just to point? like, yeah, it definitely counts. I like it. Does it? Because the point like, of the challenge is just to like get you out there dating, you know, and like saying A good days. date was my challenge. <laughs> was a good date. Well, we're still working on it, but we'll get there. So far, I'm at negative two with being ignored at a show. <laughs> and so I think I should get one point if I, if I meet golf man or whatever we want to call him. 100%. Absolutely. Counts as something. All right. The golfer. Anyway, listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets. If you want to come experience some magic live, we want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week, so and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrhyde.com slash live to find an easy link, also in our bios, to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come. DC Comedy Loft. 
Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand-up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand-up shows. Start swiping on Hinge. Bring a date. Have a good time. And you'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrheight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. Uh, I am uh, very excited for this meat of this episode though i think it's a little fun change up from what we usually do i am excited too and because one of the things that we've talked about is that our listeners really love our ask a man episodes and we don't have that many men relatively speaking in our audience so it's a little bit difficult for us to poll our audience if the women who date men are looking for advice from those men we don't we don't have many of them in the listenership (laughs) Not as many, no. So somebody sent you, I believe, right, this Reddit thread. So the question was posed to the Ask Men Reddit, and it says, um, what is something you wish more women understood about men? And I believe they specified dating when they posted it, but when we posted it, we said, let's just do a general and see what we get. You know, we know our male numbers aren't as high, so let's see what we get. Everything that I got was dating related. I, I assume because like they just know that I'm asking for the pod. And I also texted and you did do a few guy friends who also obviously knew that I was doing it for the pod. And so everything that I got was dating related. But I, I'm i excited about it because I think it's – there's like a lot of things that I get – I know I know. Like I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But it's like good to like get a reminder of what, you know, the people that we're dating are, are thinking in reverse. Yeah, so I specifically, for the male friends I've reached out to, I reached out to, like, my relationship guy friends who are also in, like, longer-term relationships because I thought, okay, maybe we'll get something different because a lot of things from the Reddit thread were very, like, about early on in dating, which is helpful. Yeah. But then I was like, all right, guys that have been in relationships for a few years, what's, like, the first thing that comes to their mind when it comes to this? Because it won't be about, like, the early stages. Yeah, so. This is, a, this is something that I really liked that a friend of mine said. He said, if we invite you to something that's considered quote unquote guy stuff, like watching football, it's a great sign because we trust you in our environment. And he like went on and elaborated to say that he has had experiences with women in the past where they're like, ugh, like he invited me, like, I don't want to go watch football or I don't want to, whatever the thing is. And it'd be one thing if that was all he was ever doing was inviting them to go do that. But he was just like, oh, no, that's a good sign. Like, it means if my friends are going to be there, like, we're going to hang out with my friends. But even if they're not, it's like, I want you to experience this thing that I really like with me. Hmm. And he this wishes also that something... more women would see it that way. Yeah, I was going to say, I think this is something, too. Early dating, we're excited to get this invite. While oh, you're dating someone a long point. time, you might have the, like, ugh, I don't want to go vibe. But he's basically saying, like, it's a compliment that I'm inviting you. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. That's sweet. 
I think I got a handful of submissions that were somewhat along these lines. So this is from a mm. relationship guy. He's been, he's been with his girl like 10 years. So he said, off the top of my head, guys wanting space isn't a reflection of how much we value you. It's just that we need space from time to time to be dumb without judgment. And he elaborated more. He said, of course, it's nice to spend day after day together. But when my wife has a trip out of town for a few days, I miss her. Absolutely. But the break is also nice. And I think it's normal for everyone to want some good old quality me time. And some people could take that as an insult. Like we don't want to spend time with you when really we do. We just also want to spend time alone. It helps us recharge. So I feel like there are a few points he made. One is like, sounds like guy time, right? So let's say he's the guy that always does football with his friends and doesn't invite you. It's like, it's not that I don't like you and I don't enjoy your company, but I kind of want to just go be, as he says, dumb with his friends without judgment <laughs> which to be i also want to go dumb be dumb with my friends without judgment yeah yeah i so get what I get you're it. saying it's like you know it's it almost like goes back to that middle school sleepover vibe where it's like look sometimes you're just being a little silly with your friends and it's in a way that like you feel like the way we do it with our female friends is different from the way they do it with their male friends you know yes um but i think i think this is a big one early dating and long term that it's like you just need a little space and i think it i mean who am i to say gendered but because of all the male responses a lot of men were saying like sometimes we just need space to process our own emotions and give us time like they would rather process it by themselves than talk about it out yeah. loud was another response i got so i'm like oh right. i got i got a couple responses like that too and i think that obviously in this in this episode all of these things that we're getting are individual opinions and I actually had guys, I would like send them a couple examples, my friends to like give them and they like disagreed with a couple of the examples I sent. So like, obviously, you know, it's not, it's yeah, not general with everybody, but I do think that generally women process things more in a group than men yeah. do. Like men are far less likely in my experience to process things that they're going through, like with their friends out loud or in a group text or like whatever it is. And women do that all the time. Like I'm constantly processing things out loud with my friends in a way that most of my guy friends are not. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be necessarily a group text. I feel like I'm now more of an individual one-on-one. Yeah. yeah, But out loud. But like the thing that happened the night I went out immediately, I texted two friends to be like this yeah. just happened i don't know what the fuck happened and my brain can't even process it like let's yeah. tag team and it, it and i have heard from guy friends that like i'm sure there are some guys that are like that but i have heard consistently from guy friends that like a lot of times when they're dating women those women have had a hard time understanding like i need to process this for a second or sometimes it's that they don't want to process it with you so even if it is yeah. with somebody else, it's like, I think there's more of this trying to be like someone's everything and quote, like their best friend, mm-hmm. but uh, that means different things to different people where it's like, yeah, I just need a minute. I need a minute yes. alone. Okay. So another friend of mine said, so the, when at first he said this, I was like, I need more explanation immediately. So the first thing he said was, I'm not always going to remember everything you say. (laughs) And then I was like, what do you mean by that? (laughs) 
Uh, I respect that. I think I'm I'm one of those people. I don't remember every detail. I'm bad at it. Yeah. So, but then that's basically what he said. He said, try not to be offended by that. But if you see the guy asking for clarification about detail when it comes to something you said, he heard you and was interested in what you said. So like okay. he has had the experience of asking a question that evidently he already knew the, or already was told the answer to like, or like a detail about something that somebody had said. And because he didn't remember that detail, the assumption was, oh, he doesn't care. Mm. When like yeah. his, he, that he just like doesn't, re- I, I know this about him to be true. He's just like not more of a, he's more of a big picture guy. Yeah. I get, I get that. I get that. I would, I would, that would bother me if I asked a question and they're like, I just told you in the story. It's like, okay, well, I missed that part. All right. I missed that part. Yeah. I'm showing interest. You know, did you want me to say you weren't a good storyteller? What do you want me to do? You know, like, well, you some weren't people, very clear. Some you're, people zig and zag and they can't land the plane and it loses me. And I'm like, ah, I'm lost. You know? Uh, yeah. I, th- I think if it's like consistently happening where like they're constantly not listening to anything you say and like don't remember a thing like that's different but like I also have noticed another generalization but I also have noticed that my women friends are much better at regurgitating details of something that happened like for example the story about you and the drummer Mm -hmm. lots of detail about what happened what was set? Like I went up to him. He was kind of facing sideways. I was like lots of details. I have experienced generally my guy friends do not tell stories in that level of detail. No, they don't. Isn't it? Didn't Rourke say she has somebody that makes their husband ask two questions anytime someone says a story? No, I love because, that though. Because they were like, the, the wife just kept getting so mad. Like he'd come home and be like, yeah, this happened. And she'd be like, how? When? Where? And he had no more details. She's like, just anytime someone tells you something, ask two follow-up questions for me. That's two for questions. Me. For me. I want to know. I love <laughs> I'm that. like, I like it's, that rule a lot. It's, it's happened with like conversations. Like I will be able to like parrot back a conversation to be like, oh, and then he said this, and then I said this, and then he said this. Mm-hmm. And I've, I, I've remembered distinctly the first time that I liked a guy in my, when I was getting basically like set up with somebody from a guy friend that he had like absolutely no way he like had no idea what was said in their conversation he was like yeah he's into it i'm like but what did he say he was like yeah. i don't remember he said yes i don't i remember he said the yes most that important was it. Detail. That's, that's the bottom line i don't know what i don't know what to uh, tell you. whereas like a female friend would have like given me a transcript of everything that had transpired exactly exactly all right here's one here's a, here's a in the bedroom one in oh. the bedroom we like the same stuff you guys do as far as being warmed up especially if you're an adult (laughs) um (laughs) sorry i just love the um no i think he means like grown men like we're not like horny little teenage boys anymore where it's like because the next line is we're not just going to be turned on just because you're naked yeah 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 fair and he said it's not that we're not turned on because you're naked we are he said it's like so a lot of times he finds women want to like get to it sometimes like really, really quick and think like no. men don't need foreplay and they don't need warming up. And then it also infringes on this like pressure men feel to not look weak that they mm-hmm. also feel like they can't say that of like, Hey, 
uh, can we slow it down a little bit? Like I need to get in the mood essentially. So the short, short story of this is men also need to get in the mood a little bit. I, I have been the girl being like, just throw me through the wall. What are we doing? You know, like, what are we doing? Like, you know, like where, where you are just kind of being a horny monster. I've been that person before, you know, and I, I wouldn't mind if a man said, Hey, I actually want to take it a little slow. I'd be like, okay, sorry. That was a little, little crazy there for me. Yeah. No, I get it. I got this a few times, both in my story responses and also from people that I texted. They said, we take things literally. Yeah. That they don't take hints well. Hints are missed. Yeah. Or they don't mean the same thing to them because they, they, they've they interpreted it either literally or however they did. Like, generally speaking, just like don't assume that somebody is going to interpret something the same way that you did. I think that's a general, that's a good rule of thumb, to be honest, in general. But that was a consistent theme from the men. Yeah, that was also one of the ones on the Reddit thread. There was actually several along these lines, but one just wrote, men rely on clear, blunt communication. Hints and subtlety are just setting them up for failure. Fair. Fair to say. Yeah, I mean, because I think, because also like the, like I was saying about the interpretation, if something is so open for interpretation, then you're just asking for someone to interpret it differently than you. And then potentially being upset that they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another another one somebody said that is along these lines, that is kind of the opposite, where you're not interested. It says, mm-hmm. please have your actions match your words. Don't tell me you are interested, and yet your actions are implying something else completely different. So basically, like, you tell a guy I'm not interested, I want to date you, and then if you're, like, drunk texting him, drunk calling mm-hmm. him, like, it's like, what what is this? You know, or it's a move where you're like, I like the attention from you, but I don't want to date you. And it's like, that's rude for anybody to do to anybody. I don't care who you date. Yes. It's like, okay, if you say you're not interested, leave them alone. Knock it off. I'm curious how you feel about this one. Hmm. 90% of the makeup women wear is unnecessary. Less is more. If I can tell what you have on from across the room, it's too much. A little bit harsh, but what do you think? Uh, I, I, my, my gut reaction is I don't like it yeah. because first of all, a couple things. First of all, I just like really have a, have an extremely bad reaction to like men telling women like what to, how to dress or what to wear or like anything like that. Obviously everybody is entitled to find whatever they find attractive, attractive. Mm-hmm. So like it, it's okay if this guy prefers a more natural look. Like that's totally fine. I disagree though that he actually would think that 90% of the makeup that women wear is unnecessary. I I I wish that that were true. But it's not. And like Yeah, it's the guy that says I like women that wear no makeup. And you're like, I am wearing makeup, you dumbass. Like, I'm just had, doing it in a way that it looks like I'm not. Like, that's the trick. That's the trick I, we're doing. Such a good example of this on actually on my date with the stout. So I said something about, we were talking about like how, oh, I was talking about how early I had to be in the office the next morning. 
And I had like an 8 a.m. meeting. So I had to be like butt in seat, computer open on video at 8 a.m. in the office. So I was talking about how early I had to get up or, you know, he was like, oh, you know, how far away, like how long it take you to get there, whatever. We're talking about it. And when I said the time I had to get up, he was shocked. Because he was like, oh, mm. but you said it only takes you like 40 minutes to get to work. I'm like, yeah, but that's once I leave my apartment. Like I have to I'm shower. I'm going to wash my hair. I'm going to blow dry my hair. I'm going to do my mm. makeup, whatever. And he he said, I think he said, oh, but you're like, you're naturally beautiful. And I said, thank you. I appreciate that. I am wearing makeup right now, just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's- not that I don't think, like you said earlier, not that I don't think I look good without makeup, because I, I do, and I, I go without makeup all the time. But like, he thought I wasn't wearing any. Exactly. Exactly. That's the that's the point with this person saying this. It's like, you know, from our perspective, we go, you mean a woman that wears a lot of makeup. Most of us are wearing makeup, but maybe not yes. a lot. But at the same time, I think of I think of makeup girlies I know. A lot of them are in relationships. So this isn't this really is not a deterrent. If you're a makeup girl, you're no. a makeup girly. Is what it is. You know? 100%. But yeah, the idea where it's like, oh, don't be. Have you ever had a, I mean, I've never had a guy say this to me, but I've heard a friend have a guy be like, oh, don't be like putting on foundation. And it's like, you don't even know what foundation is. Okay, honey? <laughs> Let's not even get started. You don't know. You have no fucking idea. Like, drop it. You have no clue. No clue. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, long story short, I don't like that. I don't like that particular submission. <laughs> I didn't think you would. That, that, was, a, that was a wrench, wrench in the submissions a little bit. Yeah, no. No, thank you. Unsubscribe. Yeah, I knew a comic that had a joke that was like, men that say they like women that don't wear makeup. He's like, they're just being like, hey, listen, all I'm asking for is genetic perfection. (laughs) 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 It's like, bro, what? (laughs) And that was a joke from a man. So some men are aware where they're like, that's a ridiculous statement to say. Ridiculous statement. Because I also, like, I really do wish that it were societally acceptable for women to have bare faces. Like I got feedback once, not at this job, at a former job. I got feedback that I needed to wear makeup at work because I looked tired. Feedback from a manager. This is not the first I've heard of this. This it's never happened to me, but yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Obviously I was did not stay in that job very much longer after that. This was a long, long time ago also. But like that is just an example of how like I I do not feel that I look professionally ready for the office if I don't have makeup on my face. Yeah. And or a that good is comeback a societal that, like, thing. Yeah. Or a good comeback would be, well, then maybe I need more vacation days. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm I overworked. am quite tired. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're overworking my ass and you could you could help me out a little bit with a different solution. I got another one here about plans. Okay. If you're a single guy in a dating city, so let's just say a city because there's more people. Mm -hmm. Dating adds up financially and mentally, and it takes a lot to come up with plans all the time that feel unique, so it's nice to work on a plan together sometimes. I love that. I think that was a very honest answer. And I also like, it's not them being like, you make the plan. It's like, okay, sometimes we need a little help with the plan, which I'm not opposed to. 
I really like the phrasing of it's nice to work on a plan together of like, it's a brainstorm. We're in this together. Like we are both going to go on this date and we are both going to need to enjoy this date. So like, why don't we both contribute to planning it? Yeah, this was submitted by my friend and he recently had a scenario that he gave. I know I already told you this before, but I'm repeating it for the pod. So it's a great he story. gave he gave a girl a plan. It was to, she picked the neighborhood to meet in, like mutual neighborhood for both of them. It was mm-hmm. a nice day. He was like, let's go get pizza at this great pizza spot and then walk and get some ice cream and like walk through the park, like have just enjoy the beautiful day. And she replied to him that she was disappointed and she thought, that she oh she was expecting something more thoughtful was the wording she used so he sends it to me and i'm like i don't i don't think she means thoughtful i think she either she means, means expensive. more expensive right or or she just isn't in the mood for pizza and instead of saying that says this thoughtful bullshit because i was like bro yeah, you planned a weird a way to say thing. i'm not in the yeah right so he's like okay and i actually was like i wouldn't go out with her <laughs> like i I was like, that's pretty, uh, okay. I was like, that's a very nice date plan. I would, I would very much appreciate that plan. So he just changed like the first part to a different spot that still was a cheap place that had like fried chicken sandwiches. And she was like, great. Yeah. And so then he was like, so what is this thoughtful bullshit? And I said, I don't know. If she's an adult, she should just say, oh, that sounds like a great plan. To be honest, I'm just not in the mood for pizza. Can we do something else for the food portion? Like communicate. I don't, but this thoughtful thing yeah. blew my mind. I was like, this is, this is very no, much she, a thoughtful plan. I, I'm pretty sure she meant expensive. That's what my impression was. I was like, I think she wanted you to spend more money, which he was like, yes. joke's on her. I'm taking to her $5 chicken sandwich place. <laughs> the new plan <laughs> is cheaper, actually. The new plan is just as cheap. And she don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I also think. I strongly believe that if you shoot down somebody's date suggestion, you should requ- you should be required to provide an alternative. Yes, 100%. I agree. That's why like when like, this happens to me, I sit there and go, do I accept the date or I don't accept the date? And a lot of times I'll just yeah. accept the date because I don't want to make the plan. I'll go, all right, I'll just go. That's fine. Sorry. I'm not lactose intolerant. I'll go eat pizza. We'll live, you know? Yeah. I and I I have shot down a date idea before and provided an alternative. Mostly, it has mostly been in times when I knew it was not going to be a good experience to go to that place. So, like for example, a guy suggested that we go to a bar that I just knew was going to be a, a madhouse at the time we were going because I've been there before, right. and so I was like, "Hey, actually, I love that place." I've been there on a Thursday before though. And it gets like totally packed. How about this other place nearby? And like, yeah, easy suggested the alternative, but only like I, the, I've really been very like specific about when I shoot it down. Like it has to be like, Oh, this is going to be bad. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. like that place is closed on that day. <laughs> That's happened to me. Uh, yeah. I've been there. <laughs> where you're like, I'm really not trying to be a Debbie downer here, but uh, it is closed. So it's closed, on, it's closed on Tuesdays, actually. So we can't do that. Yeah. Like, uh, whoops. Um, so here's the one that was about the Brene Brown thing I have. Oh yeah. So this is a guy friend of mine in a long relationship. He said the pressure we feel to be masculine, even though I'm comfortable with my masculinity and I know my partner loves me for who I am. There's times that I feel that pressure and embarrassment 
and I can't explain it to them. So I followed up saying, like, pressure to be more masculine or to take the masculine role when you would rather that they take it. And he said it was the first one, just the pressure to be more masculine. And then he referenced the talk of Brene Brown and said, um, I saw this thing on Netflix where the top insecurity for women was body image and the top insecurity for men was appearing weak. And that's what I mean. That he'll feel different pressures like just through life, walking through life that he like maybe feels he can't exactly say what he wants or do what he wants because it might make him look weak or he has to step up in certain ways that he's like, why do I have to be the one that steps up? Which I sympathize with. I definitely do. Because in the same way that it sucks that we are socializing little girls that they need to wear makeup and that, you know, how they look is most important and, you Mm -hmm. know, all the things that just go watch the Barbie movie. In the same way that that sucks, similarly, it sucks that we're socializing little boys that they can't show emotion and like need to be tough all the time and, you know, all the things of that. And I think that those two things are also creating two groups of people that don't understand each other very well. Yeah, very much so. Very much. In the Reddit thread, I was noticing a consistent theme of men talking about how a lot of women are wanting them to just chase them and chase them and chase them. Mm-hmm. And how like not only does that is that not sustainable but that it also like feels really shitty and so like one of the guys said i've never met a single man in my entire life who would lose interest or feel emasculated if a woman showed interest in him in fact it's the exact opposite yeah he actually says if you reject him he might feel emasculated yeah well i mean yeah (laughs) makes sense which yeah i get it yeah so then somebody else said I will never understand why women think this will have a good outcome. If the guy keeps chasing you, he's either desperate, pushy, or needy. Respectful guys will respect your apparent disinterest and leave you alone. And then another guy piggybacked off that and said, the only men who will go after a girl who's playing hard to get are men who don't take no for an answer. And you do not want to date those men. They're assholes. You do not. You do not want to date those men. (laughs) And that's, that's how... Anytime I've heard of like, oh, let him chase you, let him chase you. I'm like, okay, in the the word chase implies that somebody is running away. And why, first of all, why would you want to just constantly run away from someone you want to date? But also, why would you want to date someone who's like, oh, that thing that's running away from me, I'm going to go after that. Yeah, I think this is where the line comes in where it's like, there's chasing and there's just basic pursuing and showing interest because of a a different section of the thread there were tons of people being like hey it's a different time when you essentially say no i'm not interested we back off now we're not coming back like we're not going to keep asking like we we originally were taught to pursue 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 and then it was like hey actually just like pursue and then when she says no respect the no and back off right which is what we want like we want people who you know respect boundaries but I think what's hard is sometimes you want a little of both. You don't want necessarily the chasing, but it's like you want to see the interest. You want to see a little pursuing, a little they reach out, yeah. they initiate, right? And I think that's what we confuse for chasing sometimes that I, I don't agree. I think there's a differentiation between chasing and just like, hey, showing some interest. Because like yeah. 
but both cases we've made this point before on chasing right where it's like i also wouldn't advise a woman to be chase 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 chase. i'm like no no show a little interest if you feel like it's not reciprocated like let it breathe you know let give them a second don't keep following up following up following up you know like yeah well because i think that in the in the attempt to like let quote unquote let men pursue let men chase whatever and like do the initiating show the interest etc think a lot of women that i've seen like on social media and i think that these guys are talking about in this thread are like they're not receiving the interest well like they're not right. receiving the interest in a positive way they're like continuing to feign disinterest even if they are in fact interested in this dude and like, yeah, you can be somebody who wants the guy to initiate things, but when he does, be interested if you yeah. are interested. Mm-hmm. There was someone, I can't find the exact wording. It was something like they asked for a third date and the girl was acting like not available, like so busy and she really wasn't. So he like stopped oh. asking. And then she followed up like a month later being like, hey, how come you never like asked me on that third date he's like i did and i got the vibe you weren't interested and then she revealed to him that she was trying to play hard to get she didn't want to seem too eager and he was like i took it as you're not interested so i stopped asking like i backed off as i should you know um and there's i mean to really simplify it one person just wrote playing hard to get will result in being hard to want yes and i don't disagree with that it's like okay not going to keep having to like prove myself to whoever Um, because another comment someone made that I feel like this is something I have experienced a lot is this exact story here. And not even teen years, like this guy says, but he says, the funny thing is in my teen years, I used to consider chasing girls that were playing hard to get as like a game. And then I would lose interest as soon as the game was either lost or won. Mm Mm-hmm. And I only had nice romantic experiences in my life with women that weren't playing games after that. Yeah. I mean, that's what we've said before, but like eventually, if you want to be in a relationship, eventually he's going to have to stop chasing you because eventually you're going to have to like be in the relationship. And if you are with someone who was attracted to that chase they are not going to have in, they're not, they're going to lose interest when the chase is over because you've started to date somebody who only wants that dynamic. Right, so that's where it plays into you pretending you're not interested or or holding your cards like close to your chest whatever it is. Cuz that's what I've had and it wasn't that I was like doing that on purpose. I just like wasn't sure. And then the second I was like, "I like you." They just completely like disappeared, backed off. And I was so confused like, "What?" Yeah. You were pursuing me. Like, you convinced me to like you, and then the minute I liked you, you were gone. And I think it comes from this core thing where it's like, hey, there are some people that just want the chase. And the only way you're going to find that out, though, is not keeping up the facade of the hard to get. When you finally admit, like, okay, yeah, I have feelings too, that's when you get your answer. It's like, you really in this, or are you just doing this for the chase game? What is it? Yeah, and if you wait and wait and wait, then you're just going to be that much more invested once you find out that's the deal. Exactly. Exactly. So a couple of guys were commenting on the way that they've experienced women venting to their friends about relationships. 
And some of the stuff they said original initially is like a little harsh, but then when they like get into it, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it. It's a little harsh up top, but bear yeah. with it. So the first with it. So the first guy says, so th- this this one actually isn't isn't even harsh. He says, if you're just venting about him to your friends and you don't tell the whole story, that's not weird. You just wanted to vent. But when you get reactions and advice, remember how lopsided your story was. And like even when you correct it, they're dug into the initial reaction. <laughs> and like it's a little harsh where he's like, your story's fucking lopsided. And then I'll have my side of the story. It's like, okay, but it you is. are right, but a little extreme. But he's right. He's right. Yes. The story he's is your right. point of view. It's your point of right. view. Right. Like I'm 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 not usually venting to my friends being like, and then I was kind of an asshole when I said this part. Like I like very yeah. rarely is the vent session admitting what you did wrong. It's a vent session for that reason. Like you're venting about what somebody else did. Yeah. It's like what well, you do occasionally. You go, I got a little cold because I was mad, whatever. But but the next the next point here, someone else commented, piggybacking, I think clarifies it a little more, although this one is a little harsh. He says, how about keep the venting to a therapist? <laughs> Friends will be forced to side with you almost every time. How many times will a friend ever tell you, I get that you're venting, but why don't you take any accountability, you fucking loser? <laughs> first, sorry. Can you imagine first, if your friend said that to you? <laughs> just, my dear friend, take accountability, you fucking loser. Fucking loser. Put it on a shirt, dude. Take, Take accountability, accountability, you, you loser. loser. Coming to a merch store near you. <laughs> they, they had a second comment, same person. He goes, okay, maybe I went a little extra with that last part. <laughs> but, <laughs> he but was I, hitting the keyboard hard. <laughs> Something fired him up. He remembers a specific scenario. Uh, but he says, but I'm just trying to get my point across. Friends will often be too scared to tell their friends that they messed up. Why yes. would anyone even try? It's so much easier to just talk shit about the person that's being complained about. So this is where I do agree with his therapy thing, where it's like, there obviously is weight and importance in talking to an unbiased party who knows, has you know the degree and the skills to ask you those sneaky little questions that maybe are pointing out that you're wrong, but you don't feel to, like they're saying- To get you to take <laughs> accountability, you fucking loser. <laughs> Yo, honestly, though, if a therapist lost their shit and said that to me, I would be like, I'm, I'm going to work with you the rest of my life. I need that <laughs> honesty in my life. <laughs> you fucking- yeah, I mean, so it, it's very true, right? It's like venting to friends is good for a lot of reasons. But like, I do think you got to be careful. One, for the reason that he said, for a couple of the reasons that he said, one of those being that obviously... Some friends have a tendency to get you riled, more riled up than you already were. Yeah. So I, I'm also careful about who I vent to for that reason. Mm-hmm. Like I know friends that are just going to take it to the next level of where I'm already at. Mm-hmm. And we don't need that for the most part ever. The other thing that he said that I think is really important though too is that it's really difficult to get back somebody's opinion of someone. Yeah, very hard. And not that, and I don't say that to mean that you should like lie to your friends about what's going on in your relationship or like only paint rosy pictures. Like that is not what I mean at all. But if they are only hearing negative things that also might be 
in the moment also clouded by your own emotions on it. Like, don't be surprised if those friends have negative opinions of that person. Yeah. And that goes for friendships too. Cause we've been there where you're like, yeah, this and this and this. And it's like, oh yeah, I'm not also telling you all the great things that come from this friendship either. And same with the relationship. If anything, yeah. you're actually less likely to do that. Cause you feel like you're bragging, you know, he's so wonderful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, can you imagine being like, he came home and he like rubbed my feet and then like he cooked me dinner. I'd be like, all right, enough. I get it. He, he's great. <laughs> um, oh my God. Okay. So I did a little AI work here. I, I took AI and I just copied the whole link to the Reddit thread to be like, I'm curious, what would AI summarize from this whole Reddit thread of all these different things? Mm-hmm. So I think I'll say a few that I guess I don't think maybe we touched on. We are not always thinking about sex. Mm. Another one. We don't always want to fix your problems. Sometimes we do just want to listen. Oh. Which is interesting. I feel like I've heard the opposite my whole life. So it sounds like the thread everyone was being like, sometimes you're actually looking at us to fix it. We don't know what the fuck to do either. like why do i have to take accountability i'm not i'm not no kidding it's not my problem uh this was very interesting it just said we like to be hugged and cuddled i i did notice a consistent theme in not only the reddit thread but also in the responses that i got that was like we like the emotional intimacy part of a relationship is important to us too. And I think it, that come, that came to mind when you were talking about the foreplay yep, submission exactly. that like that emotional bonding and intimacy matters to both people. Yeah. Cause another bullet it says is men appreciate compliments and physical affection. Mm-hmm. And I saw a lot of those comments saying like, Hey, we don't really get compliments and like, we would like to hear them too but I think it plays into like the masculinity pressure that a lot of men feel where they're like, I feel like I can't ask like, Oh, you don't tell me I look nice, you know, or whatever it is. Yeah, completely. Uh, The biggest one was (laughs) we are not mind readers. If you want something, tell us. Be direct. This actually kind of made me like sad a little bit. It says men want to be loved and feel loved. Which is so like, Oh, shit. And I think, again, that plays into all the stuff we talked about. Yeah. And it makes me sad that, like, clearly there are men who don't feel like it's okay to say that. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. I don't think they would find it necessary to write it on this post. Right. And then there was another bullet that I wonder if this is the AI, like, glitching or people just equally wrote about both things. It said that men want to be listened to and understood, not just fixed. So also the opposite where they're like, hey, sometimes we just need to vent. Like we vent to you and then you try to change something about what we're saying. And it's, I think that is one of the number one things women feel where they're like, I just want to vent. Yeah. Stop giving oh, me yeah. solutions. This isn't fixing my mood. Got it then. Yeah. But yeah, yeah the loved so one I was like, to ask. Yeah, that's sad. This was fun. And then we ended on that note. Well, hey, it's so fun. <laughs> I think it's, it's a little eye opening oh, where it's like, okay. you know. They're being vulnerable where they're like, hey, you know, sometimes like we want to be cuddled, you know, like uh, actually 
I had a guy friend tell me this once. They were like, let us be the little spoon sometimes, okay? Sometimes we want to be the little spoon, okay? It's not, not masculine, all right? Everybody likes to be held a little bit. Let us be the little spoon, all right? You don't get to be the little spoon every fucking time. Let us be the little spoon. And I, I agree, because I like being the little spoon. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. It's great. So it, it makes great. sense. I get it. I get it's it. It's great. <laughs> it's like, hey, all right. I'm your boyfriend. I get to be little spoon, all right? Boyfriend perks, little spoon. Well, if you took one thing from this episode, let him be the little spoon. Let him be the little spoon. Come on. Everybody wants it. I feel like I sound like Jerry Seinfeld. Anyway, uh, this was interesting. I enjoyed this little experience. It was. I did too. I did too. So, thank you for ever uh, submitted this uh, to the show. And any other things you want to submit, you can submit through the website, findingmrheight.com slash podcast. And we have the story time submissions. We have a story uh, that you think you want to share on the show. Or ideas for episodes, guests, we'd love to hear it. So feel free to submit. Let us know and see you next week. Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.